Welcome to Teacher Thrive, the podcast for educators who want to thrive, not just survive in their profession. With your hosts, certified coaches and teachers, Madel Mazella and Caitlin Rabai. So we're talking about setting boundaries today. This is very exciting, right? (laughs) Very exciting and very important. Necessary. (laughs) Very necessary. So boundaries is one of my favorite things to talk about because I was terrible at setting boundaries. I had like no boundaries at all when I first started teaching in my professional life or in my personal life. Tell me what's your experience with setting boundaries, Madal? Well, let me tell you something. I had to look up the word boundaries in Spanish. No, I'm not even kidding. It sounds like I am. I'm not kidding. And I learned that it was limits. In Spanish, it's the same as limits. And I was kind of learning, oh, it's limits. Oh, that makes sense. But that's how much I did not have any boundaries. I did not grow up knowing boundaries or establishing them for that matter. I feel like a lot of women, a lot of teachers, a lot of people who are people pleasers have very, very few, if any, boundaries. And they have a lot of resentment because they don't set boundaries with other people. And that kind of goes with the the manual, which is another concept that we teach in life coaching, right? So you have certain expectations for people that you think that they should follow. And when they don't follow them, we get very upset. Yes. But we actually have to set boundaries for ourselves and set boundaries for other people if we want that freedom in our lives. Boundaries are for ourselves so that we can have the time and space and energy that we need to live the life that we want to live. Yeah, with the manual, because the way that you do things, right, you expect people to do the same or similar, right, to reciprocate. But they don't. Not all the time. Yeah, because I feel like I would never take advantage of somebody else. I assume that other people won't ever try to take advantage of me. And when I feel like I'm in that situation, I become super resentful of it. You and I are like like soul sisters because I feel the same way. There's no way this person's going to do that. You know, that's not being considerate. Little do we know <laughs> the audacity. Audacity. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's very it's very funny. And the the way that we can control that without controlling other people is by setting boundaries. So we have to also set what we'll accept and what we're willing to handle and what we can handle. Because I think a lot of times as teachers and as women, we try to do everything. And I've run into this so many times when I'm coaching teachers that they feel like they should be able to handle everything that everyone asks from them all the time. The same thing goes for me, especially when you are brought up to be agreeable. You have to be agreeable. You have to be nice. That's how much that gets ingrained in your kind of system and you're conditioned to automatically say yes. And in my case, I didn't even know boundaries. Let me look this up because <laughs> I think I understand it conceptually, but what does that look like? Let me let me read example. <laughs> so now that you are familiar with all of the boundary setting stuff for coaching, where have you found that you needed to set boundaries at work with teaching? At work, I have set so many boundaries from a loving place, right? It sounds like you have to set boundaries. It sounds like it comes from resentment or it sounds like it, it's negative. 
but it's the opposite. Setting boundaries is just so necessary for your well-being. And so now I don't say yes right away to anything that I'm asked. I get to work early, but I leave on time. I leave on time and I do not answer emails after work hours. I try to do one day for planning, one day for grading, and that's flexible. If a parent emails me on a Friday afternoon and I actually don't open the email, I don't hesitate to answer Monday morning. I don't feel that need to please, right? Because when I was doing that, it was out of almost like out of fear. I don't want them to think X, right? I want this person to think we're unicorns and we're not doing anything wrong by having those little boundaries or big boundaries Mm -hmm. that are so good for your well-being. I feel so good when I do that because I know that I'm doing it for me. And that's why I said it comes out of love, out of love for myself. Yeah, that's a really, really important thing that you point out about boundaries is that they're for yourself. They're not against other people. So when you set a boundary, it's not out of, like you said, resentment. It's to provide a space of comfort, a space that we feel safe in, that we feel we can kind of live our best life within. And it's not against someone else. It's just for us. How about you? How do you set boundaries now? I feel like it's still hard for me. And that's why I love teaching it. Because I feel like the more that you practice and teach these things to other people, like the easier it becomes to kind of set those boundaries in your own life. So I have a time boundary, but mine's mine's a little bit more flexible. So my school day ends at 3.50. I try to leave by 4.30 every day. And that even if there's stuff still all over my desk, which I don't love, I make sure that I'm heading home at that at that time. And similar to you, we have a 24-hour contractual obligation to respond to emails. So I'll let parents know. And usually they're, they're pretty okay with it. There are some exceptions to those things. Like if I have a student who has extreme special needs and parents need to contact me about something specific. So really boundaries are to protect our time. They can also be used to protect your personal space. <laughs> I don't think we run into that as much at school, but I mean, sometimes with students, we do have to set boundaries as far as our personal space and our health and our mental state. Something you said, it resonated. I think you were talking about the parents. You said they're pretty okay with it. When you set a boundary, like if, if you needed to tell them that you're contractually obligated to respond within 24 hours and they're okay with it because they are okay with it. The ones that need to do that work in setting the boundaries and being okay with the boundaries is us, right? It is us. No one's going to get mad if you say, I can't do this right now. I will do it Tuesday, Monday, or at a, at a later time or at a later day. Okay, sure. No problem. Yeah. It's surprising the way that we think people will respond to things and how they actually respond to it is so much different usually. Yes. <laughs> That's why I thought work is just so important because it's what we're thinking. It's not mm. what they're thinking. They're not thinking anything because you haven't said anything. It's your, we are thinking this in our heads. We're going to disappoint them. <laughs> we have to say yes. I think, yeah, that's a lot to think about is why if we're afraid to set a certain boundary at school, like I know, for example, like I was the PBIS person in charge of our behavior intervention system for almost 10 years. And I finally had to set a boundary with my principal. And I said, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. It's a lot of extra work. I don't get paid for this. I was running a store and we had parties and all kinds of stuff. And I was staying super late after school to do all of these things. And when we got a new principal, I was like, I would 
so appreciate if you found somebody else because I can't do this anymore. I'm at my limit. So if you need me to continue to do PB, I'm at least going to need another person to do it with me. And she was so receptive to that too. I was so scared to even ask about it, which is why I had been doing it for so long. I felt like in order to be a good teacher, I had to keep doing this because I signed up for it 10 years ago. I have to keep doing it forever, apparently. <laughs> and I was feeling resentful about it. And I was getting super burned out because I wasn't setting boundaries and I wasn't asking for what I needed for my time or my mental state. Yeah. Setting boundaries is self-responsibility. It's promoting well-being and it is the most empowering thing I have learned to do. I'm a work in progress. I cannot mm -hmm. say that I do it perfectly. I'm a human being and my default is to say, yeah, sure, no problem. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure, no problem. I'm in. I'm, in. I'm all in. 100%. I think in the moment we want to help everybody. We want to do everything for everyone. We want to kind of be the best teacher that we feel like we can be or the best wife or the best mom. Um, all of those things. But if we're in a place of resentment and we're feeling super burnt out, then we can't be any of those things. <laughs> so we right. go into those situations where we feel like we're helping and sometimes we have really negative responses to things or we don't show up the way that we want to because we're exhausted or we don't have anything more to give. So boundaries really allow us to keep our mental state all together so we show up the best way that we can when we're at work or when we're at home. And there was something else that you said about taking time. I think that's super, super important because when we stop and think about our why and what we think might happen if we say yes or no, sometimes it becomes really clear why we're actually thinking we have to do this thing. And it's not as serious a lot of the time as we're making it out to be. Right. So if we say no to making cookies for the bake sale or we say no to staying for another after school activity, who's really going to be affected? It's usually you who's going to be affected by it. And it's not going to bother a whole lot of other people if you're there or if you're not there. For sure. Boundaries are your personal responsibility. And that is how you kind of promote other people to be adults as well. You cannot have weak boundaries. You have to know what you want and you have to acknowledge what you want. So that's how I establish this is my boundary, right? Mm -hmm. And that's important for me. So I'm going to take ownership of that and I'm going to set the boundary. You guys do not need to announce it, right? This is a boundary. <laughs> you do not need to put a poster by your desk saying, I leave on time. No one needs to know. This is for you and for you only, right? That's how you acknowledge yourself. Yeah. So the only time that we really need to express boundaries are when it has to do with other people, when they're asking you to do something specific. We had a teacher who we used to work with who would just like get up and leave in staff meetings if they went over time. I wish I had that level of boundaries to like contractually we're supposed to be here until 4.50 on a staff meeting. So they're gone. Like, okay. So that would almost be like they're communicating their boundary, but like verbally we would be like, if this meeting continues to run over, then I'll need to leave and and go pick up my kids, whatever needs to be done. But we really don't have to communicate those things a lot of the time. When we take the action of enforcing the boundary, it almost goes without saying, oh, okay, they're not going to participate in this. I don't necessarily have to say, I'm not going to be attending the reading program. I just will not attend. And then it will be clear that that is my boundary. Only if your, if your boundary has been violated, do you communicate it, right? Yeah, I think sometimes when people have people who are habitually 
violating a boundary. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's friends. Then sometimes we do need to communicate that. But like you said, that's after a boundary has been violated. And sometimes a person doesn't even know that you have that boundary or it's being violated. So sometimes you do have to communicate that. But it should come from a place of love, like we talked about before, not from an angry place or a place of resentment. I know with some friends, they want to do everything at the last minute. So it's just like, you know, if you let me know a couple days before that you'd like to go out to dinner, I'm happy to do that. But if you just call me last minute, I probably won't be available. Right. Um, And that's not a mean boundary. It's just I have a lot of things scheduled. So if you want to hang out with me, I'm going to need to know a little bit ahead of time. And I think we're scared to set those with people too. Like even those little boundaries that are just like, I'd like some notice for this, or I need you to be really clear about this specific thing. Those communication skills with people who we have in our lives can make such a huge difference in enforcing our boundaries and making sure that they're like really well understood by the people who we have in our lives. Yes. And like you said, depending on the boundary, you may want to make exceptions. It's just going to empower you. And when you set boundaries, right, when you set one, you start to also think about, well, what else do I like? What else do I want? And then you start to realize how how many other boundaries you want to set for yourself. I find nothing more empowering than asserting what you want, just saying, this is how I want it. And this is how it's going to be. I was a part of every committee that I was ever asked to join, I always said yes. And so I found myself many years ago, attending meetings at seven, attending meetings after school, and I had a young daughter. And now I wish I knew then how to set boundaries, because I was only doing that, I guess, out of feeling guilt. I'm a Catholic, but true Catholic, there was no chance for me to say no, that that guilt is just ingrained. And also the conditioning and the cultural, you know, upbringing, and the messages that I internalized. And I really, really wished that I had the wisdom that I have now, because it feels so sweet when you say, no, I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> I had to do this recently. And it was with somebody that I would have never thought about saying no. And I said it so eloquently. And at this time, I am not capable of taking on this responsibility. I felt like Wonder Woman, like, watch out world. I have boundaries. I have boundaries. I just said no to an important person. So good. I really want to help everybody who's a teacher with boundary setting. So what Medell and I are going to do is we're going to offer a boundary setting cheat sheet that you guys can use. If it's your first boundary or your hundredth boundary, you can use this tool. It's a quick two-page cheat sheet on how to actually set a boundary in your life, whether it's for yourself or with somebody else, to really get to why you're doing it, what the exceptions are, and how to enforce your boundary once you've set it. So we hope that this helps and our conversation today has helped you get clear on what boundaries are and that they are 100% for you, for your well-being, and they're never against anyone else. Thanks for hanging out with me today, Madal. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Teacher Thrive. We hope you found the insights we shared helpful and inspiring. We'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics, so please reach out to us on social media. You can find Medell on Instagram at Unbothered and Soft and Caitlin at Caitlin Rabbi Coaching. That's K-A-I-T-L-Y-N-R-A-P-A-I Coaching. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep thriving.